0: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Nerd Factory Reboot Anime Talk. So, today we have lots of new mangas to review, talk about, and we have some anime news, if you didn't know. Well, first of all, for Dragon Ball Super Superhero, it has been confirmed that Gohan and Piccolo are going to be the main focus of the movie. Next to that, we have seen some official art with two characters that are apparently mystery for now. Um, From this art, we've seen that Broly is in the movie, which is great news, which makes me think that, yay, from this point on, maybe we'll finally see Broly have a much more active um, role in this world than just being somebody they used to know the music of somebody who is to know. Anyways, <laughs> aside from that, um we also, you know, saw some, you know, arts that were pertaining to Gohan, and we see that Gohan probably has a new haircut, or at least his haircut looks better than what he had previously in Super, because I think it's a new haircut. Uh he didn't he didn't you know have that kind of thing. Like previously when you like looked at him He was very normal looking, now the poor guy is looking like a badass. So yosh, very nice. (laughs) Um, As for other anime news of course Attack on Titan premiered finally, today is also the second episode of the season. Demon Slayer also showed off with its newest episode and both of them were just awesome. For Attack on Titan's side you could say that the opening is good the new opening, but while the music is good, not certainly at levels of the first opening or second season's opening, Sasageo, it's still good, but it was full of spoilers, and a huge battle on Twitter commenced with so many people being like, no, this is not spoilers, you read the manga, you know it's a spoiler. And some were like, yeah, this is definitely spoiler, people will know, and why the hell did they even do it? You shouldn't even try to... You know, do that. And I would say that, guys, I agree. Like, look, openings usually have some spoilers. That is a given. But it's never straight. You know, it's never like, you know, we are showing you spoilers that will definitely happen. They're more like, you changed scenes. Just so, you know, you'd be still surprised when you watch it. You'd be like, oh, no, I'm spoiled. But then you go and you're like, oh, shit, I'm not spoiled. (laughs) But... In case of Attack on Titan, they're like, yeah. You want spoilers? Here you go. All of it. <laughs> so, kind of weird, honestly. Um, but regardless of that, the episode itself was actually really good. I really enjoyed it. While, again, some people were like, why are they using CGI? They could have done this better and stuff like that. Look, guys, just think about it this way. The manga, no matter how it looks is still inferior to the anime, and that's what we want. We want this to be, you know, our standard. And honestly, I'm actually really happy with the episode. Even the CGI they used, it was used very cleverly, and came to a really good um, feel. Like, you know, at the end, I was like, wow, this feels really good to watch. So the episode overall was actually really well done, in my opinion at least. I think that they did their best, and... Um, I gotta say, good job. Good job to, you know, the team. As for um, Demon Slayer, yeah, they finally did the uh, particular um, chapter in the manga that I wanted to see, at least for now, because there's so many that I want to see. But there was one that I really want to see, and that was Tanjiro's Hidden Power, which I teased last week to you guys. And, um, of course, Nezuko's. And honestly, wow. So cool. So freaking cool that they did it and they did it so well to the point that I was like, hmm, this is it. This is what I wanted <laughs> from this thing. And it looked really, really good. Um however, again, as everything should have some controversy. Oi, oh, Demon Slayer had some controversy. Like why am I saying it like that? Controversy. Controversy. <laughs> It felt like I was trying to say British, like controversy. No, it has some uh, controversy, and the reason was that Nezuko uh, was apparently sexualized. Well, here's the thing in the manga, it's almost the same. I would say that in the anime, they did make her look a little bit bigger, but still, first of all, I would say that, yeah, I don't agree with, you know, sexualizing this particular character. Not because of her age, although that is a big issue. But you know many animes do that regardless. The problem for me was that Nezuko is a character that throughout the manga was never, ever sexualized. And even that scene in the manga is not even sexualized at all. You're more like, holy shit, she's a badass. I never even, you know, paid attention to that. But the way anime made it, I would say that, yeah, unfortunately she was sexualized a little bit. And that kind of sucked. Um, so, I would say that, yeah, maybe Ufa table did a bad thing here, maybe. But the thing is that, unfortunately, it has been normalized. And while some people eventually go and say that, no, this is bad, for the most part, we see that most people are like, dude, don't worry about it, it's fine. I would say that it was surprising to me. I didn't expect it to be like that. Anyways... Continuing from that, let's go to the mangas and see what happened this week in My Hero Academia, Jujutsu Kaisen, and, of course, now we have Tokyo Revengers joining us. And let's see what the hell happened in each of them. (laughs) Alright, so without any further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's go. Alright. So, let's get into it. We have um, a lot of manga to cover. And I'm sorry that if at the beginning of the episode there were noises here and there, I have no idea what happened with the mic. I think I uh, fixed it. I hope I did. Um, So, anyways, let's go. So, in My Hero Academia, as you may remember, um, Ayama was revealed to be the traitor. They tried their best to help this kid. And, um, you know, the whole class was like, we have to save him. But they were also like, yeah, we have to attack the villains. So, they devised a plan that they didn't tell the reader, not the kids. The reader didn't know, like, what was going to happen. And then, you know, they decided to, you know, um, go ahead with the plan and see what they can do, stuff like that. So, anyways, as it stands right now, we are... Uh, at the central hospital, so they are preparing for the war, and in or- and they say in order to work closely with this vital facility, multiple playstations are located in close proximity. So then, we see that they have created a task force just for you know the whole um, anti-paranormal liberation front, and then we see that um, All Might is talking to everyone, saying that you know we are awaiting Ayama's uh, investigation, the results of his investigation. And Hawks continues by saying that, you know, speaking about that um, case, the, our actions have been uh, severely restricted. We cannot do much. And then he says that, you know, all the people in here have worked tirelessly considering various factors and pieces of evidence to put him in the clear for now. And uh, then he says that, you know, we have to keep talking to him. Of course, Endeavor and Genest will be in charge of the main hero force. And he says that even though this is an emergency situation, uh, it's still very closed off. So not everyone will know about what we are doing. And he says for, for now, putting safety as our number one priority, we will continue with fewer people involved in this. Then we are shown Ragdoll from Wild Wild Pussycats. She was the one whose quirk was stolen and her quirk was search. So uh, then she's like, oh, okay, so that's your plan. And says, you know, because, because of everything, I have been quite lonely with Ryuku and the rest of the group, uh, you know, since they can't come with us. If you're wondering who was Ryuko, thank you Horikoshi for pointing it out because <laughs> I didn't really know. I mean, I you know Mandalay, but you know, other than that, you know, Mandalay and Tiger, but Ryoko, I wasn't sure. So, Ryoko was the lady who, if you watch the anime in season 3, wanted to mate with everyone. <laughs> so, then Hawks says that, you know, I'm sorry, but it's not that I don't trust them. And suddenly, Ragdoll is like, yeah. And Hawks is also like, yeah. <laughs> and Ragdoll continues by saying that, you know, my quirk uh, is being used in a bad way. Sping is is being used maliciously so that's why she wants to be a big help so that you know uh, she can you know stop the villains from using her power and that she wants to you know know the necessary details so then we see all might has a whiteboard a marker and a few magnetic things on this board these things are like you know small buttons and on them we can see all for one (laughs) and shigaraki uh, as part of it and all Might then starts to say the plan. He says this is not our best, nor even second best plan, but something we have to absolutely do, and that is separate these guys. And he continues by saying that you know because of the data from Star and Stripe's battle, it is very clear that Tomura Shigaraki is far more powerful than All For One in terms of strength right now. And he says those who battle, who witnessed my battle at Kamino, should be well aware of all for one's raw power and he says that he put it on full display during the raid on tartarus in addition to communication via radio waves we are unsure how developed a shared consciousness is between him and shigaraki so as all might kind of puts it uh shigaraki tomura at least is very powerful right now far more powerful than all for one But the thing is that during the fight with Stars and Stripes, I don't think we all saw exactly how powerful Shigaraki is. I mean, it was mostly like him using his ingenuity, not like his raw strength. As for all for one yeah, we saw him use his uh, raw strength, and we knew that that wasn't him at his best back at Kamino. But during Tartarus, yeah, we saw him again using his ingenuity and, of course, power to break everyone out. So yeah, you could say that Tomura is probably more powerful than All For One at this point, and that's All For One's point. He wants to basically make Tomura as powerful as possible so he can take over. But you know, to me, it seems that you know, honestly, uh, Tomura is like doing uh, the most that he can, just you know, get revenge on everyone. ...in the hero society, and his powers are like, you know, more like, fueled by hatred, something that All For One wants. While All For One has that hatred, his body is not willing to let him, because, you know, he's been hurt real bad multiple times, so he cannot do it, so he needs someone like Tomura Shigaraki. So, continuing on, All Might says that, you know, uh, if he were to face even just the two of them at the same time... We will not win. And then, you know, uh, one of the pilots from Stars and Stripes team says, then why didn't they work together during the Stars' battle? And he says the obvious, you know, because, you know, they wanted to avoid the whole situation of being called by their name. And as he puts it, he says, All for One would recognize himself as All for One and be condemned to one of New Order's rules. So, okay. Okay. It is basically, like, you know, how you identify yourself. That's how Stars and Stripes can do it. But, so, Tomura Shigaraki didn't identify as All-For-One, obviously. He didn't also identify as Tomura Shigaraki. That's how nothing happened, because it doesn't make much sense. But, you know, again, we had the shared consciousness. So, that could be part of the reason why. But, again, I don't really get why that didn't work. And as All Might puts it, you know, says that you know he identifies as that, okay, I understand that, but you know, you yourself, All Might, you're putting us in a weird situation. Because if he identified at that, Tomura should have been in trouble either way, because if it is even a shared consciousness, still, it could do some damage. But still, I mean, long past that, we cannot say more. So anyways, we see these buttons again, and he says that we must separate them, but at least... Ten kilometers, he says. This is a prerequisite we must achieve if we want to have a chance at victory. Then Sukaoji says that when they also know that this, you know, this is our plan, and wouldn't they try to not let this happen, and says, well, we've taken that into account, and says, you know, basically uh, to burn and reduce everything to ashes. There is a terrifying nature of fire. Then we see that he put a small magnetic button shaped like. Shaped like Toya on the board, and he says there is a terrifying nature of fire. We witnessed the threat firsthand at the training camp and Ganga Mountain. If Dobby were to act as their vanguard, he could stop us right in our tracks. No shit, (laughs) the guy is super powerful, obviously, he can stop it, but you know, he still has a limitation. Unless All for One found a way to help him, he has that limitation. He will not, like, you know, be able to do it again and again and again because you know he would hurt himself but again we don't know there might be some surprises for us ragdoll continues by saying that okay so if we want to separate all of these guys we have to first isolate dobby and the kitty cop says that not just dobby and all almighty is like um yeah we have to isolate all of them and he says that, you know, basically we have to separate every single one of the main forces, we must lure them out individually and crush them one by one. Which, just as somebody else says, this is a bit of a too laid-back kind of a plan. Because, you know, basically, it would save a lot of trouble for all of them, but it's almost impossible. It's like saying that, guys, the solution to world hunger is very simple. Give more food. So Almighty is then like, you're right. However, if we want to, if we want these conditions to line up perfectly, we must have some sort of strategy ready. No shit. And Sukouji is like, so Ayama, and he says, yeah, he is wavering. He was a quirkless kid who was used by all for one, and now, unfortunately, he has to be used by us. Sukouji is like, look, I sympathize, but you know, the fact is that he betrayed our society and uh, considering that we have to be kind of skeptical right because he can betray us again so then All Might is like i want to believe in him and i believe in him that he's uh, that i believe that he can actually be um okay and you know we will be responsible for him and then we are shown the show to aizawa of course the teacher of uh the class they say that you know, he's the one responsible and he will do it right. So then we see Aizawa, unfortunately, missing his eye, and the f... The f- not funny thing, I just want to say it, but if really it's really not funny. The worst thing is that the poor guy had his right eye hurt during the... Um, what was it? What was it called? The first villain attack? Um, Universal... <laughs> USJ? Um, so now he has lost that same eye. I mean, poor guy, why? Go for the left one at least. So then we see a doc who looks like a chicken? Or it's cartoonish dinosaur chicken? Why is it this guy like this? Why is he so cartoony looking? <laughs> so out of place. So he says that from the examination we did, there's nothing extraordinary here happening. There are no problems with his brain waves or bodily function. And. Then I was always like, okay, so it's like Lady Nagant, and he says that it seems that those who fell under All For One's command, uh, once he was defeated by All Might, were all rigged. So, unfortunately, yeah, seems that everyone was rigged. So then he thinks in, to himself, saying that you know, come to think of it, All For One had implanted some sort of explosive in case he was betrayed, and then uh, he says that you know, there would be no need. For the whole display of murdering traitors in front of them or threats to kill them if they fed him wrong information. And he says that, you know, uh, the only thing that Alforma needed to do was the overwhelming terror that continues to haunt not only him, but his parents. So then Aizawa very bluntly asks, are you afraid, bitch? (laughs) And yo, Aizawa just shakes and is like, you know, you're lucky. Your friends—they stood up for you like that. But what are you afraid of? All for one, and I am as like, yeah. And his voice is very shaky, apparently. And he says, "You know, I also fear that I will be never able to be too twinkle like them. They—the more they believe in me, the more I lose confidence in myself. And even if I try to help them, I always think that uh, all for one appeared before me. So I do the same things over again. That's what scares me the most." That's why I don't want to do anything anymore. I just want to go somewhere that no one can find me and die. And then Aizawa just looks at him and is like, Look, I understand your circumstances were very cruel. They do not excuse your actions. And even if we succeed, I do not know if I can save you from being expelled from UA. And they are your friends and they try to put it in a nice way. But I will give it to you straight. And he says you have to fight. There's no other option left for you. And, you know, Ayama is like, look, I understand that I have to fight. That's the only thing I have to do for the sake of victory. I have to become a pawn again. But still, and then Aizawa is like, dude, we are doing the same thing as all for one did to you. And we are using you. We are no different. (laughs) So, so far, I would be like, so what's your point? But then he says, I'm not going to let you back down and be forever tormented by your sins. I won't let you die in some dark hole. And as long as I'm in the charge of the hero course, I will take care of all my students. I have no ex- no intention to expel you from UA. I don't want you to live a life full of regret and remorse. That's not what I would teach you guys. So even if you feel miserable and pathetic, you must walk along with those who will lend, lend a hand to you. And then we are shown a small scene, um, a reminder... That, of course, Aizawa's best friend is now a villain, unfortunately. So, then he says that we will protect you. And I can safely say that as long as you're with these guys, you will be okay. So, I then Ayama looks like he's determined a little bit. But then he says, you know, I'm a criminal. And how can I be helpful? And Aizawa is like, of course you're afraid. Everyone would be. I mean, it's all for one. And he says, you know. Don't think that we are going to send you in on your own. And then he says that, you know, that's why you'll be walking alongside all of us. We will all be coming together. So then we are shown, um, I think it's like, I don't think it's a hero course, but like the general course. Uh, two students calling uh, Sh- um, Shinzo. And Shinzo is like upside down, just like Spider-Man would be when he has his web and we see him like you know, he's upside down and he's like oh we're going okay let's go and it's so freaking fine and it looks like he has a new suit a hero suit maybe and it's not really visible here but it looks like it and he looks really cool with it and also i'm really excited to see him like you know do hero stuff But you know, the fact that he's upside down like spider-man and the fact that you know we know horikoshi loves comic books especially american comic books It's such a cool thing. So, it's really funny. And I think that, you know, Horikoshi knew exactly what he wanted to do. (laughs) It's so cool. So now, to wrap up things and, you know, to recap. Uh, It seems that, yeah, uh, Ayama is basically very afraid of what All for One might do. And it seems that maybe he will do his best to help these guys. And maybe he will actually die helping them. Because, you know... That's how maybe he wants to redeem himself. However, it seems that, you know, Aizawa was very much um, successful in convincing Ayama. As he said, the students, his friends, actually, would love to help him to redeem himself. So I think that, you know, all uh, all over um, everything that happened, Ayama will help. But we don't know what exactly his plan is. Maybe he's trying to be a pawn to bring out each of the villains out individually and that might be his downfall like maybe they can take down a few of them but then all from would understand and kill him outright on the spot so that can happen and uh you know don't don't think about like that i mean you know obviously i'm a crazy guy and you know i always think of it in a dark way but i think that's what might happen i think that would be like you know the most definite way that he would die Obviously, by all for one. I mean, they cannot kill him and, you know, have Midoriya save him or something. But I think that would be better. Just kill the guy. (laughs) Anyways, I think that for the next chapter, we are going to see, like, you know, um, the kids getting ready. Maybe see Shinzo and see what he's up to, what he's going to do. Obviously, we are not going to learn more about the plans that everyone has. Because it's going to be a surprise. But... Maybe we'll see it mobilize and maybe the next uh, chapter will be like, you know, the end of this preparation thing. And then we'll see it kick off and see it start and see how the fight will go. So that's it for My Hero Academia's newest manga chapter. I hope you guys actually enjoyed it. And now we have no choice but to go to Jujutsu Kaisen, which is really cool. This chapter is actually really cool. And every time I read the Jujutsu Kaisen chapter, I'm like, yeah, I understand. But then I go again and read again, like, oh, I understand it better. So now let's go to Jujutsu Kaisen and see what will happen there because it's so freaking cool. Alright, now let's get into Jujutsu Kaisen. So if you might remember uh, last time, we saw Reggie fight with Megumi, and you know, Megumi. Uh, Fled. We finally knew, like, you know, what um, Reggie's powers were, the curse technique. So he fled to a gym and Reggie tried to kill him. But then Megumi was like, Yeah, you're here now. So now, domain expansion. Because he was like, Yeah, I can't do it yet completely well. So he said that, Yeah, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna try it. And uh, he did it, like, in a closed space that he could imagine the sizes and stuff like that so he created his domain expansion chimera shadow garden so he does it and then we see suddenly some things running from under him some shadow gooey stuff so they run from under him and they probably like you know grab everything or something like that like you know it's domain expansion so he does it and uh, he like you know he's getting ready but you know he's suddenly you know shocked like saying what the hell and reggie creates and does you know his secret ending sorry secret technique so the secret technique is like hollow wicker basket a big one he creates that and then it is said that you know this hollow wicker basket is a prototype of the new shadow style simple domain and it has the ability to counteract domain and it's guaranteed hits so basically when you do a domain expansion you have a guaranteed hit because of your curse technique so this simple domain Counteract stat. It stops stat guaranteed hit. So then Reg is like that's too bad But as soon as the wicker basket is there and he says that suddenly his legs uh, are grabbed by two uh, Shikigami frogs and he's like what the hell and Then we are told that in Shibuya Jogo and Hanami uh, use the domain amplification in a sure hit domain to counteract Gojo's Limitless Cursed Technique by deliberately not using the Cursed Technique and thereby leaving some space to funnel it through. So, Hollow hollow Wicker Basket and the Simple Domains cannot directly counteract Cursed Technique. But, these Cursed Techniques neutralize the barrier of a domain expansion and hence nullify the sure, Sure Hit effect. So what it means basically is that technically this effect, this hollow wicker ball is not meant to directly go for the sure hit to stop that from happening. However, this is more like, you know, something that is created in order to neutralize the barrier, like, you know, there's always a barrier for domain expansion, in this case it's the gym. So with that, it's trying to neutralize this particular barrier so that the short hit effect would not happen, so it cannot go ahead and, you know, attack. Something like that. So, then, Reggie is surprised that, you know, his legs are being grabbed by these frogs, and uh, he knows that, you know, the domain expansion is incomplete. So, we are then told by converting the space inside the gym into his own domain, which is a limited space, because that's how we can control it, the barrier is now forcibly closed, and doesn't have the guaranteed heat effect manifested by the curse technique. Right now, the Chimera Shadow Garden is only an extension of the 10 Shadows, something that merely improves his potential capacity by 120%. So, to explain, it means that you know, basically when you have a domain expansion, you do it anywhere because you have a good sense of uh, space and stuff like that, and you can easily create it and attack. But as we saw before, it is possible to get out of a domain expansion. And it was difficult, we saw Megumi and others, Nanami, fight um, a certain, uh, I don't remember who, who it was, but you know, they fought someone who was really powerful and it was fighting them, and they had to open the domain expansion. Somebody could come into the domain expansion, so they went out of it, so that, you know, th- they sure hit combos, hit them of course, but they wanted to, you know, just get out of there. So they did that, however, here it's different. It's because, you know, since he cannot visualize that space, and he has done it, like, in a limited space. to say, okay, this barrier, all of this space is my barrier. He says that. Now, this barrier is obviously closed. Because, you know, it's not only a gym, but, you know, it's a closed place. Like, he says, that, okay, this place only is the barrier. So, yeah, it's definitely closed. You cannot do anything. And because of its closed, because of, you know, it's not the same as it normally would be, it doesn't have the guaranteed hit effect. ...that it would probably have if he was able to actually do it the right way. So, that is what it probably means so far. Now, continuing on... ...we understand that, you know, it doesn't have the sure hit effect... ...but now this domain expansion is now extension of his powers... ...and improves uh, his powers by like 120% or something. So then Megumi's like, okay, (laughs) where'd your your smile go? And is like, you little shit. However... This domain still took Reggie by surprise, because they didn't expect someone to do that, even though it's incomplete. So then, they start fighting and Megumi starts to create clones of himself. And we see like three different clones attacking Reggie, one after the other, and keep hitting him. And Reggie creates some knives to, you know, free himself from the Shikigami Toads, and creates again another weapon to, uh, you know, attack him. But, they grab the weapon. Uh, They grab Reggie by the leg and try to, you know, cut him. However, he escapes and attacks him again. And, you know, Megumi attacks him. And, you know, everyone's, like, you know, kicking each other's asses. And Reggie then says to himself that, you know, I see these clones and Shikigami were formed before I was hit. In other words, this barrier doesn't have the sure hit effect manifested by the curse technique. So, yeah, because, you know, the domain expansion is obviously incomplete, so it doesn't have that sure hit effect that would have made Megumi win. So then, as his hit, he says that, you know, instead he has, like, increased his curse technique performance. And this is not just a simple sure hit domain. This is more like, you know, him giving himself a pretty big boost in terms of, you know, having a curse technique. So, so far we've seen so many different domain expansions, we've seen simple domains, domain expansions that kill, domain expansions that, right now, help somebody's curse technique get even better. It's pretty cool, honestly, that we have so many different versions of it, it expands this universe in a huge way. So then, he thinks to himself that if he uses the Max Elephant here, in a barrier that is impossible to get away from, it's closed, and bombards him with water because of the max elephant, he cannot do anything because, you know, his um, receipts would get wet and he can't use them. So then, he says that I'm gonna try something else, and he throws three different receipts in the air, and some other ones, and uh, Megumi's like, you know, this didn't fall off him, he did it on purpose, so he gets his uh, bird Shikigami to go and grab these receipts, but he cannot do it. Instead, we see three huge cars suddenly fall into the um, shadowy domain into the gooey stuff and get absorbed and suddenly we see megumi is like you know falling down and there's a lot of pressure on him and then reggie's like you know uh he says i notice if i don't uh, reinforce my footing with cursed energy i was almost getting sucked in so yeah that's probably what happens you get sucked in the domain that's what You know, happened at first when um, the domain had this expansion and, you know, there were things coming, gooey stuff. So then he says, everything under under this domain is your shadow, right? So that's why you can create multiple clones, Shikigami and stuff like that. You know, they can manifest them. He says, getting things in and out, getting yourself in and out, is convenient. But one thing bothered me. You're running low on weapons. And I've only seen one clunky, cursed weapon that you use. So he says, either you have a low capacity, and to make sure you have room for one of your own, or you have to take on the weight of the objects you stored in the shadow yourself. So basically what he means is that, you know, Megumi is like standing, there's a shadow beneath him. So you can create one one other of him, another shadow, and of course have a weapon stored in that shadow because of his cursed energy. So he says that because of that, He has a limited capacity. He cannot, like, carry everything with him. It's like a storage, but he cannot do all of it at the same time. So it's more like, you know, uh, he has to also get in the way as well of everything that he's trying to get. So he says, uh, I'm using the domain against you. Now we have three passenger cars that are roughly 2.4 ton, and it seems that your clones... Didn't seem to support that weight, but you can. St- but can you still even use your shikigami? So he seems that you know uh, say that you know this clones that he creates don't go to the weight rule, I guess. But the cars do. So now he has to, you know, uh, try and you know, uh, do his best to um, not fall down under the pressure of 2.4 tons. So. Then Reggie is like, you know, if I keep adding weight by adding more stuff, you will collapse under your own weight because, you know, your storage will run out and you will die. (laughs) And then Megumi suddenly smiles and says, you know, I think you're missing it. Even if my domain is incomplete, a domain is still a domain. And then he says the obvious. He says there is shadow above you as well. The shadow is not only down here. That is a freaking cool thing. And he's right, when you create a domain, you create it all over you. Even if it's incomplete, it's still all over you. So if a shadow is down there, as a storage or, you know, attacking point of Shikigami, there's still shadow up there as well. So then, as soon as he says that, and this is in a really cool way, we see Max Elephant being dropped immediately on Regi, and uh, Reggie's being crushed by it, and uh, Megumi's like, you know... We will see who will collapse first. You will die, Reggie, and that's it. But I gotta say that was really cool. First off, I gotta say Jujutsu Kaisen is one of those very complicated <laughs> mangas that when you read, you definitely lose it. You're like, what the hell? But I was really surprised at how cool like everything was. Um, you know, honestly. I think that it was so freaking awesome from him that, first of all, I understand that, you know, this is a shadow and it amplified his curse technique by a lot. So, yeah, obviously he can create more curse technique, more Shikigami. He doesn't have a sure hit technique right now, but he can use that domain to make himself more powerful. So, he can create more and he can take more because of the power. So, Regi used it against him and said, okay, you want to suck things in? You almost sucked me in, so I would die but instead they give you some cars which, are, which have some huge weight, so, take it, bitch, and that attacked him. However, I think since he also, you know, was very smart enough to say that, yeah, dumbass, up there also counts, so he unloaded uh, Max Elephant, I think that, for now, would maybe help Megumi, you know, stay stronger. I don't think that he would be, like, to the point that, yeah, I offloaded the Shikigami, so now I'm fine, because... As he noted, you know, Shikigami has to be like you know summoned, and you know he has to be able to do it. But he was able to do it. He wasn't like I can't. He said, "Okay, I'll use up there." But still, to my point, I'm I could think like, okay, how would things count now, right? Like, uh, can he like say that? Okay, I offloaded this. Will it take a ton of, a ton of pressure off of me? I don't know, but it was so exciting to see it happen regardless, and I want to see how Reggie wants to counteract this, but I think at this point, Megumi has it in the back. And as for how he can actually get out of this, well, it's more like, like he said, wait. Like, I don't think that the Max Elephant would be able to, you know, water the guy down. Maybe he can try and destroy his resist. but I think that Reggie would not stop and he would probably send more stuff there. Maybe Megumi and Reggie would be pretty hurt after this. Well, of course Reggie will die, but it would be very weird to see, like you know, the next chapter would be just like you know them fighting for weights. Like saying that, oh, I put more weight on you. Now I'm gonna put more weight on you. I think that's what's gonna happen. Like you know, each of them do, does something to summon to put more weight on the other. But right now, I think Reggie is in a very bad situation. I mean, Max Elephant falling on top of him? Dude, the guy would be, like, you know, crushed by now. But still, very cool to watch, and I would love to see what happens next. So that's it for Jujutsu Kaisen. Very quick chapter, but very awesome. Regardless, I think that was so freaking awesome. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And um, now we gotta move on to Tokyo Revengers. Yeah. Tokyo Revengers doesn't have, like, that good of a chapter this time around. I mean, it's more like it, Tokyo Revengers is, like, jujisticized It's made in a way that you have to read them one after the other immediately to stay in the loop and have fun. Whereas something like My Hero Academia, you don't need that. You have more than enough to be like, Yes, that's so cool, I'll wait for the next week. But these ones are, like, so connected and not in a way that you would be like, Yeah, I read it, that's cool, I'm fine. I'm waiting. <laughs> You're more like, Dude, explain. So anyways, let's go to Tokyo Revengers and see what happened there. Oh boy, now we're at the end with Tokyo Revengers. So if you remember, Takemichi came out of the hospital, he was um he was like I gotta make my own team after he said I will not involve everyone. Now he's like, I will involve everyone <laughs> If I'm gonna get my ass kicked, everyone else should get their ass kicked. So He decides to, you know, involve everyone. He's trying to make a team, as they call it. Thousand Winners. Who came up with that name? Chifuyu. Suck ass. So anyways, um, we see them go after some people to, you know, um, get them. So they go after Hakai. They talk to him and he's like, okay, I'll join. And Taken is like, really? You don't want to think about it? No hesitation? You can take your time. And he says, you don't get me, do you? I mean, he says, if you come and ask for some help, there's no way I can turn you down. Can I? And Takemichi's like, "Oh, Hakai, you're so cool. And then Shifu is like, okay, okay, now shut up and wear this. <laughs> we see there's a logo of, like, a snowflake and there's like, fucking cat. Who designed this? Like, seriously, this is how you want your gang to be known? From having, like... That kind of a serious gang to this, so then you know, uh, Hakai is like, "What the hell is this?" And she feels like, you know, this is our uniform, right? Takemichi and Takemichi is like, uh, "Yeah," and then immediately, you know, Hakai's is like, "Seriously, thousand winners," and he says, "Are we really going to wear this as we're gonna fight?" And she feels like, "Hell yeah! Is that cool? We really did it well, huh?" And Takemich is like, okay, Chifu, that's enough about the uniform. So, they say, okay, that aside, we right now have a team of three. And uh, Hawkeye points out the obvious and says, that, you know, we shouldn't be too excited for a free man team. And Chifu says, you know, if we want to beat more people, we need more people. And he says, don't worry about it. We can find more people. Who else can we count on? And then they're all already like, huh? <laughs> Nobody knows. And Then, you know, Takemichi is like, you guys have no friends or anything? Nakai is like, you know, it's not nice to say that. And Chifu is like, what's wrong with you, dumbass? And then suddenly he's like, oh, Takemichi is like, I know the right person. And they go to Draken and Inupi's bike shop. And uh, they think that, you know, maybe it's not the right time. But... uh, then, you know, Inupi comes out and says, that uh, what's up, Hanagaki? And they talk, and they tell him that they want to join, and then he explains, saying, you know, Dragon said that I should help Mikey, so that's what I want to do. I will fight this gang, and 1,000 winners will have the same goal, so please join our team. And is like, you really don't have to ask. And he says, you know, this is why I chose you. Then we are shown a flashback, where Inupi is working on the bike, and we suddenly see Coco bring uh, Takemichi on his back to the bike shop, and Inupi is so surprised and says, what the hell happened? And Coco says, you know, you have to take him to the hospital, and Inupi is like surprised, saying, is that really Hanagaki? And... He says, okay, wait, I'll get a car, and Coco's like, hey, make it fast, dumbass, and they put him into the van, and uh, he says, what the hell happened? And Coco's like, he got beaten up by Mikey, and then Eropi, of course, is very surprised, like, saying, what, Mikey? And Coco says, you know, it's not just him, but also Senju and South, and he says that the era of the free deities have ended, from now on, it's only uh, Sanomanjiro's era, and Mikey's era, and he says, I will leave Takemichi to you. I need to go back and clean up the aftermath. And Inupi's like, are you really happy with all of this? You can live a life without thinking about Kane, you know? And then Coco's like, of course I'm happy. Falling Mikey is like betting on the winning horse. And then he's silent for a little while and says, you know, you chose a good person. And... Then uh, I, I think that this means that basically because you know Inupi chose Hanagaki not only as the leader, but rather, you know, saying that you know he was a good guy as well. So Koko's more like, you know, I know that I'm doing the wrong thing, but I'm thinking that he can win. Even though I know it's not right. So then she feels like, okay, so that's settled, and here, we're this <laughs> and Inupi's like not phase at all, and then Chifu continues and says, you know, you are a member of Thousand Winners, so please wear this. And then Inupi like, you know, goes like, <laughs> and spits on the suit and on the t-shirt, and Chifu is like mad, saying, why the hell did you do this? And he says, I'm not gonna wear something as lame as that. And that's it. That's the end of the chapter. Yeah. That's how the chapter ended. <laughs> like wow like really that's how you're gonna end it but it's still very fun to see the fact that you know um they basically have this kind of faith in uh uh, takemichi and that they're gathering this team obviously everyone from the old gang will be there and they will do their best to fight uh mikey to make sure that everything is Going to be okay, and I think that maybe this thousand winners at least would maybe change the name or this suit because it sucks. What is it? The cat who's gonna take it seriously? But still, very cool to see, very awesome. I'm actually very excited to see where it goes from here because I want to see who else wants to join. And uh, like, obviously, this is the end of the manga, very close to the end, so I want to see, like, you know, how the fight goes down, like, you know. (laughs) We're gonna kill you. <laughs> so, anyway. <laughs> uh, exciting stuff. Exciting stuff. I'm very excited for it. And uh, I think next time we'll probably see those two idiots join up. I forgot their names, but those who are now in real estate, I guess. Because, you know, one of them uh, took the business of the father. What was the name of them? Why did I forget? So, yeah. I think it's gonna be very exciting to watch anyways. So, yeah. Um... Hopefully next time we'll see who else joins and uh, the team gets bigger and that would be it. Uh, but, you know, honestly, this is like Jesus a kind of, Why is it such a, a small chapter? Like, give us more, dude. Like, Jesus. You have to read these one after the other. Otherwise you'd be like, you know, so what? What am I doing here? <laughs> but yeah, honestly, very exciting, very fun. And I would definitely... Uh, love to see it uh, next, next what happens, and uh, yeah, so for now, uh, this is all we have, and I hope you guys enjoyed it, uh, that is for the mangas and the animes, and uh, I'll see you guys next time on Throwback Reviews, I have no idea what I'll be uh, doing for the throwback review, there is a certain game I want to review, but I have to finish it first, and I don't know if I can finish it. Hopefully I can. If I can finish it, uh, like, in two days and do the other one as quickly as possible, I'll probably do it. But, if not, I'll actually go for another game which I'm very excited to review. That one takes a lot less time, and I think it'll be much more fun to do a review for it. Because, you know, this, this game, this other game that I'm actually reviewing, some of you may actually guess which one is it, which one it is. But, you know, there's so many, so many games put into one package. So it's very hard. And I thought to myself, okay, I can actually do it separately. So that I could do it a little faster. But still, it's a lot. So forgive me if it's taking some time. I mean, it's not easy to do it. So anyways, guys, thank you for joining. I hope you enjoyed it. And I will see you guys next time on Throwback Reviews. Bye!